Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. And I couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. I don't think Kenny Wayne Shepard gets kudos for his lyrics, at least not enough. Yeah, I know his guitar work is primetime, just top shelf. But I got sucked in with the transparency of his words. And even during this conversation, he's really honest and open about, about life. See what you think. We recorded this backstage at The Intersection, a really sweet place in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on December 13th, 2011. I was thinking about blues music. Mm-hmm. Does does blues music touch our soul for like a healing power, or or does it just allow us to kind of commiserate? Uh, well, I think it depends on the song, but ultimately, I think the goal, at least for me, regarding my music, is the healing power of the music. Mm. It's to you know, because blues music can be, it can be funny, it can be very serious, uh, it can be completely hypothetical. But ultimately, most of my songs are about life's experiences to one degree or another. They can be a direct experience mm-hmm. and a very literal interpretation of something that I went through, or it can be you know, an, based on an experience, and then we kind of you know, yeah, change it to fit the the song. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, it's about the music. When I go out on stage, every Every night or when I make a record I want people to listen to it. I want to make them feel good you know because music is a very powerful thing right yeah. and it has the ability to affect your mood your mood and um, that's a very powerful tool it's a big responsibility so my goal is to try and do good work with it you know and uh, the blues uh, you know there's some songs where you can listen to and this guy's like talking about his woman leaving him and stuff like that and and people can say hey man I I went through that, you know, or this guy knows exactly what I'm going through right now because he went through it too. And uh-huh. so there's a bit of, you know, there can be commiserating, but there's the end result though, is that whether it's because somebody else has experienced the same thing and you feel understood yeah, um, or you just feel better because you're like, man, that guy had it worse than I did or, you know, whatever the end result is usually uh, some kind of a better feeling than when you started out, you know? So you said that it's kind of your responsibility. Is it? You, you really think that it's your responsibility to try to? Well, I think move you have people a, through it. I think you have a responsibility mm-hmm. when you know. It's like what is that saying? I can't remember who said it, but uh, you know who who's given great power is given great responsibility. I mean, that's kind of how it is. And you know, it's like when you're playing music and you're put out there in a public fashion, uh, people look to you mm-hmm. and to varying degrees. 
and uh, I feel like yeah, you know, there's a responsibility there. It's up to you what you choose to do with it. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that um, choose to be uh, set great examples. You yeah. know, like BB King is one of the greatest examples. Right. He's one of the most humble, accommodating, genuine human beings you could ever meet, wow. and everybody awesome. in the world knows who he is. Right, he's done it all and seen it all. Right, and then there's other people uh, who choose to go. In the other direction, right. and create this image and persona about them that's, uh, you know, not necessarily about all the, the most positive things, you know. Yeah, right. Does the guitar, does the does the melody make it bluesy, or do the lyrics make it bluesy, or do you need both together? Well, no, you don't. No, the lyrics don't have to be negative. Like I said, it doesn't right. like because people associate blues, people on the surface that aren't necessarily that familiar with blues they associate it with negativity or self-loathing or whatever mm-hmm. um but there's lots of great blues songs that are all about you know having a good time or you know being positive about something or making light of something so right. you know it's not necessarily just the lyrics i think the ultimate the ultimate uh thing about the blues i mean obviously there's the music but it's how the music is ex- executed right. it's where you're coming from when you play it right. if you're playing straight from the heart Right. Then that, you know, that really is one of the biggest components of the blues. Do you think that you let life get to you um, when you were younger and that's why you were drinking and going off? I'll say the deep end. I don't know what that means necessarily, but just for. Well, I mean, is it because you were young or is it because there was so much. You felt that responsibility so heavy that you just. It was overwhelming? Well, I, in my experience, I feel like people um, who do anything. Uh, to an excessive point general uh, gen, you know most of the time they're they're trying to fill some kind of void or they're trying it's like a coping mechanism yeah you know they're trying to fill some kind of a hole right whatever it may be right um so you know part of it is is when you're in, in the music business you know the especially you know when you look back on the 60s and the 70s and stuff and you know it's like the idea of like being in the music business and in a band is like party and rock and roll and you can get away with anything you know and so a lot of young people that get into bands it's like that's part of the to them being young that's one of the romantic aspects of being in a band is being able to you know party all night long and you know life's just one big party and we're playing music and so it's easy for people to get sucked into that lifestyle um you know for me i just think that uh it was a certain path that i ended up going down and and had to go down and thank god it it didn't get to the point that it was deadly or anything like that you know didn't didn't get you do you look back now and think thank god i mean think whatever the heavens i mean how or mm-hmm. or the people around you or whatever got you through it and out of it well or away I, from it i guess for maybe? me it i mean to boil down to god you know yeah and so i think that's just been my experience uh that you know and some people uh have a different experience but that's been mine and is that part of the responsibility thing that we're, we were talking about is you feel um maybe a gift or or whatever a responsibility to to be uplifting not only just with your music but just with your example of life too well certainly i mean especially being a father now i mean look there's i mean i don't want to mislead people i mean you know i had some 
you know, I had some definite experiences and, you know, I used to drink and I used to, you know, live the rock and roll lifestyle. But I mean, there's certain, I mean, it wasn't to the point of, um, that other people, you know, have, I mean, there, there's some guys that are in their sixties, mid sixties and been doing it their whole lives and they're right. still going at it and it's working for them. Right. You know, it just didn't work for me anymore. And I right. figured, uh, you know, that 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 wasn't what the person I ultimately wanted to be, and mm-hmm. now that I'm a father and a parent, it's like, you know, I I, I everything is in a different perspective because, yeah. you know, I, even back when I was playing music and I and and I was uh, young and and uh, drinking or whatever, it was like I still was trying to come from the right place, mm-hmm. um, but right now it's like I owe it to myself, to my family, and to my children to right. be a great example, both on stage and off the stage. Right. So writing the song "Who's Gonna Catch You Now" that's about being a parent, isn't it? Yeah. That's how, kind of what I got from it. You know, it's from the it's. From the perspective of a parent, it actually deals with a couple of things. It, it, it it's a uh, being a parent. It's a little bit into the future for me because my kids are still very young. Mm-hmm. But one, it's kind of twofold. One aspect of it is being a parent, and you're watching your kids grow up and realizing the powerlessness over that. You know, it's like yeah. you you cannot save your kids from the world, no matter how much you True. want to. No matter how much you would like to make all their decisions for them and protect them from the mistakes that you made. And it's like ultimately you have to just like raise them the best way you can. Put your trust in that and in, put your faith in God. Let them go out and live their lives and hope for the best, you know. Um, the other thing, uh, the other uh, aspect of the song, it, it's kind of it's also like um, a loved one dealing with a person with addiction or alcoholism Mm -hmm. and the same thing about being powerless over that person's demons and, you know, just having to kind of have faith and, and, uh, you know, do do what you got to do. Yeah. Faith is a huge thing. Even, even between us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another song that I thought was uh, cool on the record is uh, show me the way back home. Mm -hmm. Maybe again for, Maybe dovetailing a little bit into that addiction thing for a friend who's lost, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's just about somebody who's uh, broken down. I mean, the the imagery that's portrayed in the lyrics is, you know, person walking down the road runs into a, a homeless uh, girl, you know, begging for money. And, uh, and this guy had uh, gone through great trials and tribulations and, and thought that, you know, the world was going to end for him, but mm-hmm. actually made it to the other side. And so then saw some of himself in this girl and then, can you know, shared his experience, strength and hope with her to try and help lift her up and, and give her the motivation to help herself. Yeah. I always love songs when we're searching for direction. Yeah. Or books or movies or whatever. Right? Well, yeah, because I think that's generally what we all do, you know, yeah. if you get down to the core of it. Yeah. And almost every day, right? I mean, you get up and you kind of go, okay, where am I? And where am I going? And who needs to help me there? Whether you're praying or mm-hmm. talking to your road manager or your wife or your... Yeah. Half the times my kids help me with... My, yeah. Especially the young ones. They they know the truth, don't they? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, anywhere the wind blows. Maybe that's... Again, I'm sticking right in the direction mode, aren't I? Well, anywhere the wind blows is kind of like about a guy that's kind of like a wandering soul, you know, just kind of goes from one place to the next and he's kind of, mar- you know, marching to the beat of his own drum. Mm-hmm. Um but searching, just like, you know, we were talking about yeah. and uh, trying to find, you know, whatever the truth is to him, what resonates with him, but not necessarily being attached to too much and being detached from things so that he's able to just leave it all behind and continue on living his life, you know, and on to the next thing without any, uh, 
fear of losing things, you know? Yeah, that's a, I think that might be the toughest thing, maybe for me, is the, the ability to detach, you know, to allow me to search more openly and, and well, maybe find it. I don't depends know. on what you're searching for, you know? Uh, I mean, if you're searching for things, you know, then you probably don't have to look very far. If you're looking for something beyond material items then ultimately you probably have to detach yourself from from things of that nature to be able to really explore the truth and the depth of things beyond that nature does that does, does that also mean who you are the the depth of who you are well who you are is not defined by what you have right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. who you are it's like i think you know i'm defined by by my actions and my word and you know um, the way I raise my children and, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm no longer here, I feel like it's going to be, uh, you know, people will remember me hopefully for my music, but what's most important to me, uh, the older I get is how people remember me as a person and whether or not I was a good, honest person and whether or not I raised my kids well and I was a good husband to my wife and those things are very important. Is that the way your parents raised you? Yeah, but it's also some of that stuff is stuff you can hear growing up, but y- you can only really come to realize it with age and experience. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's just like we did that 10 Days Out documentary. There was a song called U-Haul on it with this guy, Cootie Stark, and that whole thing about that song is you never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, and the idea is <clears throat> you can't take any of this stuff with you. It's like mm. you think you own all of this, but... And especially nowadays with all these things that we have, like, you know, mortgages and car loans and this right. and that, it's like, do you own it or does it own you? And the thing is, is ultimately when when you, when you die, you can't take any of it with you. Right. So all you really have is who you are at your core. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so when did you get past things? Um. Well, I think it's kind of a bit of a daily struggle in modern society. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you true. know, like uh, just trying to detach. I mean... It's like walking a fine line between trying to, uh, you know, further your career, provide better for your family, and not get caught up in the numbers or, you know, the things or the awards or things like that. You know, it's like, you know, uh, but ultimately, I feel like the older I get, the easier it gets for me Um, because uh, having children... What's one one of the biggest things to put it all in perspective for me? It, you, I don't, from my experience, having kids changed everything and uh, just showed me, you know, my fans and my music is one of the most important things in my life. Period. I mean, it has uh, enabled me. I mean, it got me to the point where I could have children and be right. able to provide for my kids, but having kids and starting a family and uh you know it just changes everything and uh that has really put a lot of things in perspective about what's really important in life for me you know what's weird for me is my kids are older than yours but i uh i found it almost tougher about the things part because the kids are inundated with friends who have stuff tv everything is about getting the next cool thing or whatever is dolls or video games or whatever and it's almost like it became a harder struggle for me as a parent to go no wait a minute these 
things don't make a difference in your life because that's all they really know at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I wish you, I wish you the best of luck through that because well, hey, it's, man. that was a big struggle for me when my, when my kids wanted things. Cause then I want to provide for the oh, things for my kids hey, because yeah. the neighbor guy provided for his kids. Nah, don't get me wrong, man. <laughs> and when my, if my daughter says she wants something, <laughs> right. I, I don't know how, I don't know if she's heard no from me yet, you know? Um, so such a dad, right? Yeah. But that's, it's slightly different. I mean, I, because it's, you know, you, you, your kids, you just want to see them happy. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying my own personal pursuit yeah. of things right. for and me. I, and, the, and I think that when they grow up, they'll get, I, I, I mean, I would like to think they'll have, they'll grow to have the same perspective that I have at this point in my life. Yeah, man. And they'll learn it too. But society today, you know, a lot of it, what we do is all about things. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep shoving it down our throats. Keep shoving it down our throats, and for some reason, I, I keep listening. <laughs> but that's why I listen into music like yours to try to get to try to get past it. So, there, there's my stroke part during the interview. Uh, hey, another song on it um, is "The Wire." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. I, I I love it that life is great and confusing. Mm-hmm. Confusing and great. Yeah. Well, it's the, really the dichotomy of it all, you know? It's like the life can be as rewarding as it can be challenging. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's another theme that you can kind of, if you look over the course of my career and the songs that we've written, it's kind of a reoccurring theme, you know? But ultimately, like I said, all of my songs are about life's experiences. Those are mm-hmm. things that I think everybody can relate to. I just try yeah. and keep it as real as possible. Is there something in that song about but what i think is an important part too is just keep moving forward yeah absolutely yeah. i mean you know again i mean well there's another uh that's kind of like uh, anywhere the wind blows or there's another song on the place you're in record called believe it's you mm. know it's like this reoccurring theme of you know just kind of like giving to my listeners uh the the things that have inspired me to continue on you know in times uh of trial or times uh you know that were difficult and the things that i the core beliefs and uh things that i identified with that have continued to motivate me you know uh obviously the the never looking back song is perfect for that too right Mm -hmm. well yeah that's just about you know starting uh, you know, turning over a new leaf, uh, you know, leaving uh, old things behind and look not like, you know, looking back with any kind of morbid reflection, but constantly looking, uh, you know, the glass is half full, not half empty, yeah. moving forward in life uh, with a good attitude and just feeling good about everything, you know. So you said you made big switch because of God. What does that mean per se? I mean, does it mean you're church going guy? Does it mean you have talks with get around with people and just talk about bigger issues in life or uh i go to church you know yeah. uh i don't feel that uh um you know a lot of people are are spiritual in their own yeah, way right. yeah. um you know uh but yeah i mean i go to church on sundays um but ultimately uh i have found that um a lot of people that i know we have all kind of shared similar experiences and um the things that uh really enabled us to become you know what we wanted to become in life and to live life uh the way we wanted to live it was to uh you know seek a spiritual connection mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh because there you know i believe that there is a power 
out there that's greater than myself. I like to call it God. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, I'm only human, and I can only do so much. And so I have to enlist help every once sure. in a while, you know? Well, I, don't, I think church and a concert and even basketball games sometimes, the spirit is moving in the room, and that's when, that's when I feel like life is fantastic. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I almost think I don't – I never try to box – box it all into one area you know i just i just always sort of wonder where everybody is searching you know what mm-hmm. i mean so hey a couple of songs off of the off of the live on record yeah so what's what 1997 99 sorry so you were you were i guess i think as as i'm going through the lyrics of that record you were really searching for things there like and maybe even the lead track in too deep i thought was really feeling like you're stuck in a place that you can't can't get out of so you're you're writing from where you're at at the time right basically i mean there was you know there were songs that i mean even when you're young man especially when you're trying to be creative yeah uh and musically artistically you know you're it's a searching experience you you know and when you play music especially that's a lot of soul searching right there so um yeah i mean you know it's about uh that song is definitely being kind of caught in the crossfire you know Mm -hmm. and uh being pulled in a few different directions and not really knowing which way to go um but i never you know i I, i've tried to not be too literal uh Mm -hmm. with situations like that um just because number one i always appreciated when i was young and listening to songs i appreciated the songs that i felt i could apply to my own life like I, I was free to interpret the lyrics in the way that applied to my life and when you're like too literal about something exactly, yep. you close the door on that opportunity for the listeners so uh you know i try not to just like make it so black and white you know but i mean the message is there the experience is there the the emotion is there but i leave it you know, lyrically open for the listener to be able to interpret in the way that they want and apply it to their own lives. Well, even then, back then when you were young and reckless and didn't even have kids in your mind, maybe, you're writing songs like the title track, and it was all about fighting and keeping fighting and going forward, and mm-hmm. you, you were always in that place, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm... I like to believe that I'm a resilient guy. I, I feel like I'm a persistent person and uh, kind of the guy that I feel like I've always been kind of searching through my life, you know, trying to, uh, you know, figure out at the core who I am yeah. and uh, who I want to be and what I want to do with myself and, uh, you know, always in the pursuit of trying to better myself personally, professionally, and mm-hmm. in all these areas. So, uh, of course, that would definitely come out of my music, I would think, as well. Yeah, yeah. When you when you had to make a big change in life, did you have to um, get rid of a few friends that uh, were yeah, kind I of mean, enablers you know, or there's whatever? Certain, well, there's certain like I live I live my life today in such a way that I like to associate myself with people that I feel live their lives in a similar fashion. So I, I try and associate with people that I feel are you know. Um, lead uh leave a positive example mm-hmm. um that uplift around yeah, them, uplifting right? yeah. their positive uh yeah. you know vibes uh, to be around you know um you know that's just what i want to be that's what i want my kids to see that's what i want to be for them and that's what i want to associate myself with people that take life seriously uh people that step up to the challenge 
you know, they don't like uh, back down in the face of adversity and mm-hmm. things like that. It's like, you know, that is what I try and associate myself with. So um, that wasn't always uh, the, the kind of people that uh, hung around. Now, I'm not saying that I just don't asso- uh, socialize or associate with you unless you fall into my box you know yeah but i'm just saying like uh you know it's like one of my really good friends in the car industry the other day uh you know he's one of my dearest friends this guy is a ceo of a huge company um he's got two kids that are just about grown one's in college the other one is going to be in college soon and i look at how he raised his kids and i i admire it um, his kids are great examples of young adults and, uh, you know, and he said, Hey man, that's just because, you know, I mean, obviously he had a set of rules and morals sure. and things that he yeah. instilled in them, but also he was like, you know, he just did not bring uh, any kind of ruckus around, you know, right. it's like right. he, the you ruckus. Just, yeah, you just try and, and show your kids by your actions, what's, what you believe to be right and acceptable and what's right. wrong or not acceptable. Yeah. Well, just talking about kind of what we were talking about, but I, I, I think it was so honest to write the song, Where Was I? As you're sort of looking at your, <laughs> looking at your life going, going, wow, how did, how did I get here? Well, I mean, the, that song actually ended up being an up-tempo song in the studio, but it was written as a ballad. That's really more of a love song, um, which I'm kind of a sucker for a good love song. Mm-hmm. Always have been uh, since I was a kid. And so I've written several of them over the years. And, uh, like, I Found Love When I Found You, that's a song. Sure. On the second record, I can't tell you how many people have told me that was their wedding song. Oh, really? Wow. And, and things like that. And Where Was I was, an, was another one of those uh, okay. just ways of trying to show a person uh, how just how important they are to you and how much, you know, you care about them. It's like, where was I before you came around? It's like, you know, I, I, I feel like I wasn't complete. I didn't amount to what i do amount to now that we're together you know so what, what does it mean being a car enthusiast i mean does it mean you collect some cars or you just what does well, it mean i go beyond that i mean i have a mod very small modest collection okay uh but you know i i'd like i buy them i uh strip them down and redesign like the appearance and rebuild them so i like to customize them i like to buy base model i like 60s and 70s muscle american muscle cars mm. and then i i just like to tear them apart and rebuild them and design you, you them. yourself well me with the help of oh, my friends because right. i can't I, i'm not capable of doing it all i can't paint a car i, I i'm not good at body work i'm mechanically you can't hone out a cylinder and no but i am mechanically inclined i mean yeah. i know how to take things apart and put them sure. back together right. and uh i feel like i have an eye for design as well so yeah um and and i build them and i drive them i mean i've driven across this country several times in in my muscle cars uh every year i go on a uh like three thousand mile road trip uh with my friends uh over the course of a week or two really yeah and just for uh, just and is it like just sort of a caravan of cool cars yeah absolutely wow we're actually talking about doing one with just a small group of us in january up the california coast so, oh wow uh, but you know it's become i mean i've always loved cars even when i was a little kid uh, it's just that my career has sure. given me the opportunity to pursue my passion with cars. And now it's like you're sometimes you're more likely to see me in a car magazine than in a guitar magazine <laughs> nowadays. Um, nice. It's just like the it's kind of a toss up between the two. I'm just so passionate about both. 
Uh, some people collect cars, they buy them as an investment, and they it sits in their garage and they show it off to their friends. Yeah. Um, to me, it's it's about actually like being creative, designing something, watching it come uh, together, and then driving it and actually ex- experiencing it and using it. You know what I mean? You know, Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. Is that is that was that what it was? Is that is that how it sort of evolved? It's like okay, we make all these normal stock cars, mm-hmm. and then we have these crazy guys doing Hot Wheels cars, and now somewhere we've been able to incorporate, you know, these two inch cars into on the road muscle cars. Yeah, sort of. I mean, but the little two inch cars were inspired by original cars. Like they they there were the full scale right. cars first. Um, right. But I actually, one of my good friends uh, is building like real life Hot Wheels cars for a Hot Wheels Seriously? company. Yeah. Oh, you know, so cool. For the car show circuit and stuff. So I've seen some real life Hot Wheels cars go from concept to reality uh, just in the past like two years. No way. It's pretty cool, man. They do some wild stuff. But yeah, that's kind of how it started with me. I, I had thousands and thousands of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Right. And, where everywhere I went, I had several, and like every pocket of my outfit had a car in it. <laughs> in art class, I would draw cars, and in art, you know. Right. And when I was a kid, and people were like, "Well, if your music career doesn't work out, what, what could you see yourself doing?" I always said, "Hey, man, I would be doing something to do with cars. I'd be a race car driver or something, you know." Right. And so now, in my off time, you know, I'm doing stuff with cars. I'm building cars, going to car shows, making appearances. I'm also like, me and my friends will rent out racetracks and take our cars out on the track and so how, how fast have you gone uh oh i've done like 100 and probably 160 to 180 miles an hour Dude. but that's a but legally on a racetrack you know right yeah right yeah well, what have you done off a racetrack? <laughs> <laughs> I try I drive responsibly, dude. I, go, I have brother. three kids. You know what I mean. You've got to tell me what it feels like going 160 miles an hour. Your your entire the G forces your your cheeks must be sucked back into your. No, you know what? The, the cars, uh, the technology today, is so incredible that the, that when you're in a car that's going that fast, the car generally is built to handle that kind of speed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're going that fast. Yeah. You know, it's actually a pretty smooth ride. So can you actually run out a track and race with your buddies around the track? Yeah. So you're passing somebody at 140 miles an hour yes. while they're going 138, and it's, yeah. you've got to draft off them. And- you can. It just depends on your skill level, you know. And, the, like, there's companies that will rent them out, and people can sign up and the, for amateurs and, and beginners and stuff. And, you know, based on your ability and your skill level and your comfort level, you know they'll allow you to do certain things you know wow hey man thanks a ton for the time no problem i can't talk with you i appreciate it i hope you like this as much as his music kenny wayne gives you more reasons to let the music play and more reasons to listen in Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. 
Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. Stand up.